Welcome to season two of the Current and Cast podcast. This isn't the same old political or review podcast. Instead, well, what we like to do here on Current and Cast, talk about current events, sports technology, life, and of course, whiskey. Mm. So, pour yourself a good drink or just imagine yourself doing so and join us for the next hour or so. I'm in Lubbock, Texas. My name is Chad Hasty, and in Nashville, Tennessee, he's Matt Martin, and it's time for another episode of Current and Cask. Hey, Matt, how you doing? I'm doing well. We've uh, It's been a good week. You know, we're yeah. here in uh, Nashville. I've had extra days off this week um, getting, oh. uh, yeah, they... <laughs> they did something uh, from the week before they uh, had a day off because they had had me work uh, New Year's Eve and all that fun stuff. Right. And so they, they took my schedule back to normal, but they forgot to take away my day off that they had given me to make <laughs> up for it in the last <laughs> schedule when they copied and pasted or whatever. So I only had to work four days this week. It wasn't so no, bad. That's fine. They That's told not me, too bad. They told me, they were like, well, if you want to come in, you can come in. I'm like, oh, mm-mm. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So, so it's been a good week. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, are, are, are people in Nashville, are y'all preparing for the, uh, the, the, the polar vortex, the winter storm oh, it's that's kind of, going to be happening? Or are y'all supposed to get anything? It's kind of funny. Well, we are supposed to get pretty cold. I think it's supposed to get down to like 10, 15, 20 degrees, something like that. It's supposed to get pretty cold uh, for like one or two days. But I mean, people yeah. around here are acting like Armageddon's coming. Like it's yeah. the Ragnarok. It's the whole world is going to end, Chad, for one day. Well, that's that's good to hear. I, I'm I'm glad it's not just <laughs> Texas, uh, because as you know, back in 2021, we had the big freeze mm-hmm. in Texas, where again for eight days, just about the entire state was plunged to sub freezing temperatures for eight straight days. The entire state was uh, was freezing, and there were some problems uh, with uh, blackouts that happened on the ERCOT grid. Yeah, well, of and course, so Lubbock now, at the any, time was not on ERCOT grid. Right, but, but now anytime, anytime there's a whiff of extreme cold or extreme hot weather, uh, doesn't matter the season, uh, then it, it's it's automatically in every newspaper, every blog, every everything. Uh, will, will will the power go out? Yeah. Will now, Texas freeze? Now, to be fair, yeah, and they did some stupid stuff during that time. They they did the some repairs to a few stations that couldn't come yeah. back on, and right. I I think that I'm I'm really hoping they're not stupid enough to do that again. No, I think they've learned their, their lesson mm-hmm. on that, and they've done some winterization and some other things. So they've learned their lesson, but uh, th- there's still work that has to be done because the, the grid is old, Yeah, like every other grid, by the way. Uh, and so, I mean, California's grid is terrible. I mean, they're having rolling blackouts all the time uh, during the summer in California. Uh, but nobody talks about that. You know, that, that that's different. Yeah, I mean, even the Southwest Power Pool, which Lubbock used to be in, uh, and that's a large area. They've already uh, talked about how, hey, we we're, we're we're keeping our eyes on this. We're not asking anyone to conserve energy, but uh, you know we're watching because again, places north of Amarillo and definitely north of Lubbock, 
uh, while we're going to get cold, they're going to be real cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be just uh, absolutely horrible. Yeah, I think in the uh, in the Midwest, like the, the Kansas City, uh, the game. What is it this weekend for Kansas City? Yeah. Kansas City is. I mean, they're already talking about how cold that's going to be. Yeah, that's uh, again. It, it's one of those where th- this is you know for NFL. It's why home field advantage. That's you don't want to go to Arrowhead. Well, that, there's one of the reasons why. <laughs> At the same time, I don't know if any of the players in Kansas City are thrilled about playing in weather that could be minus twenty five to forty degree wind chills. Probably not. Now, uh, Chad, is Kansas City? Or do they not have a, a covered stadium? No. Huh. No, it's I've never, open. I've never paid attention. No, it, it's uh, so Arrowhead is is uh, some will say Arrowhead is the closest thing you'll get to a collegiate stadium uh, in the NFL. Yeah. It's uh, the the fans are very close to the field, and it's very very loud at Arrowhead, and it's and, and again you're when you have to go to Kansas City uh, in the playoffs, it's usually chilly. And and you're dealing with a loud crowd, and it just makes things uncomfortable. And well, here you go. Uh, that's something that the Miami Dolphins, who definitely aren't used to cold weather, uh, they're going to be uh, they're going to have to deal with that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Know. I, but again, when it's when you're dealing with wind chills, minus twenty degrees, minus thirty, minus whatever whatever it may be, they're saying that the high in Kansas City may be negative one. So the wind chill is going to be just awful. Yeah, they're talking we'll negative get to a story 30. here in a second. Yeah, we'll get to well, that. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that here in a second. But it, it I don't I don't care if you grew up there, you you don't want to be outside in that. I mean, it's like Lubbock. Every now and then, uh, they get something like that, but it's not. I mean, Kansas City doesn't have that every day. No, no, definitely, definitely not. Well, we've got a lot that we're going to get into. We are going to talk a little NFL football. We are going to talk. Uh, about the Iowa caucuses coming up on Monday, uh, we are going to get into uh, some other uh, some other technology related topics, including uh, at the Apple Vision that's uh, coming out, and then also uh, it, it's weird, Matt. Some uh, parents out there they're coming up with uh, new names for playing in the street, play streets, play streets. Uh, as uh, there's now, I guess, research that's been done that apparently. Kids spending time outdoors is a good thing for them. Yeah, and that's shocking thought, news. I thought your parents go, told you to go play in the street whenever you know they were done with you. They're like, "Oh, well, go. my my parents were just like, go go play outside," and, and we had a street, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, we also had a nice field across from us too, and that was fun to play in. Mm-hmm. But also, what we like to do here on Current and Cask is while we talk about all those things. We also like to drink a little bit of whiskey, and we like to review that whiskey. Uh-oh. So, Matt, what are we drinking tonight? Well, tonight, kind of excitingly, we have a barrel pick of the Four Roses Single Barrel. Now, unlike the last season, Four Roses Single Barrel, this is a barrel strength. It actually was a barrel that was picked, and it has the... Uh, the amount of years on it, it was aged 10 years and two months, which is, it's a pretty good amount of years there. And it was, uh, it was picked by, by, uh, where I work, uh, Mr. Whiskers, it's selection number 16. So if, uh, if anybody finds one, which is, you'll have to go to Nashville to get it. But, um, 
it, they it's, have similar they have similar picks like this in, in other places, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. All over. I mean, they're hard to find just because they disappear so fast. Like when we put it out, it, it's gone. I mean, we had 15 cases of it. Uh, they only put half of it out before Christmas. Um, and I think they put the rest of it out on Christmas Eve and we still have a little bit, you know, left of that just because it's been so slow. But when they put it out before Christmas, that first 15, it, a weekend, 15 cases were gone because this is something that people are looking for are these, because there's 10 different expressions is the best way to put it. They'll say mash bills, but it's actually only two mash bills with five different yeasts that they use so there's 10 different recipes all together and so people try to collect that recipe they try to get ones that are uh, uh, on higher up on the rick house or they try to get ones that have higher alcohol level anyway you look at it people love four roses but this one's a lot different from what we did before what we did before was right at a hundred uh proof i mean that's the way they do it you can get it in any any store it's right there. They always use the same mash bill. This one, that one is a high rye mash bill. This one is a low rye mash bill. It's different from the ones that you just walk into any liquor store and get, which is kind of exciting because I, I like trying different things. And this one is, let's see, this is the OESO. To explain O, it stands for that it was at the Four Roses Distillery. Uh, they call it the Old Prentice Distillery is is the actual name because that was the original name of it. The second letter is always either B or E that talks about which mash bill it is. B is the high rye mash bill. The E, which is what we have, is the low rye mash bill. The low rye mash bill is 75% corn, 20% rye, and 5% malted barley. And then the... S is always the same. It again just says that it's it's whiskey, and that's uh, straight bourbon whiskey. That's all that Four Roses does. And then the O, the O has to do with which type of yeast it has. That's where you're going to get the, uh, one of the bigger variations. They've got V, K, O, and Q, and F. So people are going around, and they're trying to find all of these. Yeah. And, and they, um, so anyway... Just a just a quick um, the OESO, which is the one that we have, according to now this is of course according to Four Roses. We'll give our own kind of thoughts on it af- a little bit later after we've had some of it. But they say ripe red apple with maraschino cherry, toffee, and stone fruit, and they also call it very rich and viscous. So I mean, it sounds fantastic. Uh, that it does, and I've just poured myself a, a nice glass. So I'll say this, Matt. Cheers. Cheers. And uh, let's see. Well, let's do a first taste and see what we think here. Oh, very nice. Okay. Oh, wow. It's got a That's, lot of flavor. Uh, it does have a lot of flavor. Uh, and, uh, it opens, it opens up quite nicely after you take a drink and, um, I'll ooh, tell you, very I, good. I, I really, I, it's four really, roses. You can't go wrong anyway with four roses, right? No, but I really, I'll, I'll just say the first drink and, and the, on the last one we had, it changed very much from the beginning of the show to the end of the show on the, yes, it did. the last one we had, 
This one started out just at the beginning of the show. I'm getting almost straight maraschino cherries. I mean, it is just so strong, that cherry flavor in there. And uh, it, it's very good. But I like maraschino cherries. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it's it's got a nice sweetness to it. It's got um, a nice, light, easy to drink, but packed full of flavor. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to drinking this uh, throughout the uh, the rest of the podcast and yeah, at the very see, end we'll see how it share changes our thoughts yeah on the four roses single barrel barrel strength is what we are uh, having today on this edition of current and cast we did start off talking a little bit about the weather of course mm-hmm. and uh wow so you you've got uh, you you've got playoff football happening this weekend and they they are uh, now saying that the Dolphins at Chiefs could be, could be the coldest game in the history for both franchises and one of the coldest games in playoff history for the NFL. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, I think it's about time that we see more of, I mean, how many times have, you know, we look back at these older games and you see them playing in the snow and the, the rain and, and all of that stuff. And now everybody's got their stadiums with their roofs and, they just yeah. shut it all off. I mean, it's nice to actually see them getting out in the weather. Now, Matt, you do know the coldest game in NFL, uh, particularly playoff history, don't you? Is it the Ice Bowl? There you go. Yes. Minus Between... 13 degrees was the real temperature. Mm-hmm. Uh, minus 48 was the wind chill mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in the, on the frozen tundra uh, for uh, Green Bay. Back on December 31st of 1967. Now, that wasn't the coldest wind chill, though. The uh, Bengals' 27-7 win over the Chargers during what they call the Freezer Bowl, where it was minus 9 degrees with a minus 59-degree wind chill. That's just stupid. Yeah, that's that's low. <laughs> that was played in uh, on January 10th of 1982. Is when that was played. I mean, that's that's cold. Minus fifty nine degrees, though. And I said this on my radio show this week. It, it, what is the like the feel, the real feel difference of minus fifteen to minus forty eight? Like, I mean, is it that much worse? Because it sounds a lot worse. But is it really that much worse when you open the door and you get hit? With minus 15 or minus 48 degree wind chills. You know, I'm going to put that up there with the, um, w- when you go out and it's 110 versus 100. Yeah. It's, it's all dadgum hot. It's I mean, just going to be hot. Whether it's 100 it. it's or hot. 110, it's just going to be hot. Yeah. Same with the cold. I don't want to go outside. That That's, that's my answer. I don't want to go out there. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to, but I don't want to go out there. Because it's cold. Yeah. Uh, they say that if the if the uh, kickoff temperature drops down to minus one, then it'll become one of the coldest games of all time in the NFL. I, I hope I. This sounds bad, but I hope it is. Oh, me too. I I, I want to see these players out there, and I want. I mean, there's just something just like. Watching them tough it out. Yeah. 
and uh, it's it's I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those where uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be kind of fun to watch. But I mean, you know, again, you you've got to. There's a lot of things you have to adjust when you're when you're playing football in cold weather. One of those is uh, you know catching that football <laughs> when it's uh, really cold. That could I've seen you've seen people knocked out. Yeah, uh, had the uh, air knocked out of them uh, catching some of these uh, some of these passes. And uh, it's you know a a, a real cold game yeah, the foot, outside. Now you would, the football you hurts. That Helmets team, hurt. Everything hurts. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's it's gonna hurt. And uh, yeah, I, again, I know they say Kansas City's gonna have the leg up on this one. I think they do anyway, just with the players and and how the season has uh, transpired at the end of the season. I think Kansas City will will win the game, but. Uh, it, I don't care. I don't, it doesn't matter if you're from Miami, if you're a player uh, for Miami, or if you're a player for Kansas City. Nobody really wants to be playing in, in that cold of weather. No. So here's the team that I think could be a surprise loser. Oh. And that's Philadelphia. Now, everybody's saying Philadelphia should have an easy, easy run here. But if you look, Philadelphia has played, including including the New York Giants. They have lost the last uh, out of the last 6 games, they've lost 5 of them. That is a horrible ending to a season. And that includes losing to the New York Giants as well as the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't know that they're going to be able to win. Well, let me tell you, they're they. I mean, Philadelphia is one of the one of the sexy picks uh, for them to be upset, and uh, and and not that I think they're playing Tampa Bay. Is that right? Yes, Tampa Bay. Uh, not that Tampa Bay is that good, but Philadelphia has just collapsed. I could absolutely see the Buccaneers winning. Yeah, uh, over the Eagles. I I I could I could, I could see that. Uh, we can go through some of the games and see uh, see what you think. Well, we we can start off on uh, on Saturday. You've got the Browns and the Texans. Who do you think uh, Who do you think wins? The Browns or the Texans? Uh, that one's a tough one. Um, I, I, it is. I so the Texans have been playing really really well this year. I think the Browns yeah. have it though. I mean, yeah, the, the, you think I so? I think so. I mean the Brown. I think the. I would love to see the Texans win, but I think the Browns have that one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the upset. I'm gonna say the Texans win. Really? With yeah, I'm gonna say the Texans win. Like last second field goal. I think Flacco's gonna keep it close. I think it's such a great story. I would love that for the Cleveland Browns. But with the Texans being at home, I'm gonna go ahead and give them a little bit of an edge, just a little bit uh, of an edge. And I'm gonna say the oh, I don't know the Browns uh, defense has been really good. Also, I'm gonna go and go. I'm gonna stick with the Texans. I'm gonna. I, I'll I hope stick you're with, right. Yeah, I'll I'll stick with the uh, the Texans and see what happens. Uh, then uh, that night you've got the Dolphins and the Chiefs. I'm gonna go Chiefs. Yeah, I'm gonna go Chiefs on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go I mean, Chiefs. Uh, the on the that. Dolphins have been great, but they've been very um, one dimensional. They're done. Uh, yeah, they're, they're done. They've got too many injuries. They're yeah. it's over. Well, even uh, even their even Tyree Kill has been limping. I mean, he's been having a really tough time, and I I just I, I can't see them win. Yeah, uh, Sunday you got the Steelers and the Bills. Sunday mm-hmm. uh, at uh, at 12 p.m. Central Time, the early game. 
Steelers Bills, who do you got? I mean, that one's going to be tough just because the uh, Bills had the early season boost and the Steelers kind of have the late season, but I think the Bills are still going to pull it off. Yeah, I think the Bills. I think the Bills will uh, actually win pretty easily in that game. The the the, the Bills have uh, they're they're light. They have a nine and a half. They're nine and a half point favorites. Really, that's the uh, highest one of, of all of them, isn't it? Because I, I saw it the Cowboys. Is. Cowboys had like seven and a half, and I, that was the highest one I saw. But I, yeah, I didn't make yeah, it to the Cowboys. Bills. Right now are at minus seven against the Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going Cowboys. Well, of course, uh, yeah. Ryan with the Cowboys. I have, have to go with the Cowboys. Well, well, let me say this, okay? Well, if you look at their home field, I mean, playing at home, but when they play the 49ers, that uh, that was one I want to know about. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys, uh, Packers, I think Cowboys win. I think they uh, they do really well uh, at uh, at home, so Cowboys win. Yeah. Uh, and then Sunday evening. It'll be nice and Sunday toasty on that field. evening. The Rams and the Lions going against each other. Uh, you've got Matt Stafford with the Rams heading home to the uh, to Detroit. Detroit, their first playoff game in uh, like almost 120 years. Yeah, so they're time. very excited in Detroit uh, about it. I love Detroit. I think Detroit's going to win. I, I I have to go for Detroit. I on that one. I mean, it's just been that long since they've been in the playoffs. I feel yeah, so bad. I like for... Detroit. I like Matt. Cam- I, I like Campbell. I think he's a great coach. And uh, I, I don't know. I think the Lions are going to have this one. I uh, feel and then it, terrible and then... for Barry Sanders every time I see a decent Lions team. <laughs> uh, and then you got uh, Monday Night Football, the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Is this the first time they've ever had playoffs on the Monday Night Football? Uh, this is just kind of weird because usually it's Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, I know. I love it, though. Keep uh, it going. Kind of like knowing what happened <laughs> by Sunday. Um, Keep I, it going. I, I have the Buccaneers on that one. Right, Philadelphia, like I said, has lost the last five out of six. I just think they're on the downhill slope this year. I, yeah, I, I think they've I, made some really bad decisions. And I think uh, in the end, I don't think they've got what it takes to win. Yeah, I uh, I think I think the Bucks win, and part of this is because I just hate the Eagles. Uh, but uh, they, they I have they, that problem like you, too. Yeah, uh, the Eagles they they have not impressed me at all with what they've been doing. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Buccaneers. They, I mean, they're not overly impressive. I think the Bucks are gonna get knocked out uh, after this game, but. I think they survive one. They take down the Eagles, and uh, I think the Eagles make a coaching change, possibly. I think at this point you have to think about that. Yeah. I mean. Why not? Why not? Go get uh, Mike Vrabel. Go get uh, some of the other great coaches that are out there. Yeah. I mean, well, and they what did they do? Halfway through the season, they raided the Tennessee Titans anyway, right? Didn't they take uh, a couple of really good players from them trying to boost it up? And it, I mean, all the everything that they did seemed to – just backfire on them yeah it just wasn't a good uh wasn't wasn't good for them but uh yeah i, I again uh, again I, I think it's uh i think the texans they get the upset win i don't know if it yeah i guess that would be an upset win even though they're at home and uh i think the brown i think everyone likes the browns story and what they're doing right now with joe flacco and i like it i think it's great but i don't know part of me just uh Part of me just, you know, feels think, feels good for the Texans. That's you think all. the Browns needed another year or two? Uh, I think the Browns probably need to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. 
Yeah, and well, and I think the Texans, I mean, this is their coach's first year. I think they're on the way up. Yeah. No, they definitely are. Uh I mean, you've got CJ Stroud, which is play he he's played very well. Uh you you know, uh with with, with DeMarco Ryan's or Demico Ryan's, excuse me. Uh with the Texans, he's done amazing in his first year. That team's only going to get better. Only yeah, going to get better. I agree. Uh in the AFC and so I, I just part of me would like them to to win one game and move on and then get knocked out afterwards. <laughs> well, I'm just saying as a mm. as a Dallas kid, I can't root for anything Houston. So that that <laughs> that does play a part in all of this uh, after this game. Yeah. Well, and then uh, of course the 49ers they get the bye week and uh, they're the most hated by Dallas fans. So. I I don't know. Are they? I don't. I mean, who can you 49ers, think of? Forty Niners, Washington. I don't uh, know. Well, I know, but Washington hasn't been good enough to really. I mean, they hate Washington for obvious reasons. They tried to keep them out of the league. They, I mean, they did everything they could to destroy the Cowboys early on, which created a one heck of a a great rivalry to begin with. But I mean, what has Washington done lately to be a rival? Besides the uh, fact that they are a rival. Pretty much nothing. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, Monday, that's the uh, Monday's the Iowa caucus, man. And, uh, we, I, you know, we, we do talk a little politics from time to time. We don't get into uh, a lot of politics here on the podcast. It's just politics season. It's political season. And it's, you know, and from time to time, we'll get into some of this stuff because uh, it is important. And uh, you've got the Iowa caucus coming up on uh, Monday, which is supposed to be just brutally cold weather for those who are going to be participating uh in iowa on monday uh for ron DeSantis, this is this is it for him he's gotta he's gotta pull out a win or at least come in a very close second place i think in order for his campaign to realistically continue what do you think uh, i think i mean i think he will get a second i just i think he'll get second but i don't know that he'll be a close second we'll see yeah um, I, I mean, the, I, you think Trump wins? Oh, I think Trump wins. Um, I, I don't know. Iowa's always weird like that. You know, um, Trump didn't win Iowa, you know, what was it, uh, eight years ago? No, that Ted was Cruz Ted did. Cruz, right. So uh, who knows? But in the end, the the one that I, I feel like people have been saying Iowa seemed to be leaning towards was Nikki Haley, but I think she destroyed her, her whole campaign at this point, so... I, I think Boy, Trump's going to win, and I think well, she she forgot that she was not running for president; that she was running in a in a you know Republican. Uh, um, <laughs> I keep, fantasy. <laughs> you know, I mean, she 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 has to remember that the Democrats aren't voting in this, and well, she was trying to play the, the middle. You know, Nikki Haley is she's a she's a very good politician. Uh, and, 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 and how I say, and why I say that is, uh, depending on where you hear Nikki Haley, you may really like Nikki Haley, but it's when she goes and speaks to a different crowd. That's when you don't like Nikki Haley because exactly. she's saying the exact opposite of what she just told you. She flip flops on so many issues. And as I've brought up on the show, if, and, and Tim Scott's a, a lot, a lot like this too. 
Yeah, but, uh, even though I think Tim Scott is a legitimate vice presidential yeah, I think, candidate, I think he was asked to get out of uh, running for president if he wanted to be vice president, and I think that's why he dropped yeah. out. Uh, that's my you know, opinion. But, but but here's here's my complaint with Nikki Haley and 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 other, some of the other Republicans too. Uh, they're really no different when you boil it down. When you take their slogans when you take what they say they're really not that different from Mitt Romney no. they're really not <laughs> that different than Liz Cheney they're really not that different than uh, John uh, John McCain and, and George W. Bush Jeb you know it, it's it, it's the same stuff compassionate conservatism you know uh, you know whatever the Chamber of Commerce tells us to say it's you know, that's what you get with Nikki Haley, and yeah. uh, it, it, and people want something different. Even DeSantis voters want something different. That's why I don't view Ron DeSantis as the same thing. You know, same type of Republican no, that Nikki I mean, Haley is. I think Ron Ron's actually done stuff. Yeah, he's packed uh, it all Florida. up there in Florida. Especially, yeah, I mean, and, don't get me wrong. I mean, he took on Disney, um, and there's ups and downs to that. Um, right. Uh, I mean, there's positives. I, I see where he's coming from, but was it really worth it in the end? I don't know. But that being said, uh, all those things prove that he's willing to stand up and do something. I mean, he really, really does remind me uh, to some extent of Donald Trump when it comes to that. You know, it, it's a this is the way I'm going to do it, and I don't care who comes at me. I'm going to keep moving forward. Well, here's, Which here's scares where me I am on Ron DeSantis. On guns, because I, I still think that as far as guns are concerned, that Donald Trump's one of the worst ones out of all of them. Uh, here's here's where I, here's how I look at Ron DeSantis. Uh, he, he sounds a lot, well, he reminds me a, a lot of, uh, of Trump on some of the things, except that Ron DeSantis is actually conservative. And, yes, and that makes true. me feel better. That yeah. makes me feel much better that I I know what I'm going to get with Ron DeSantis. With Trump, I'm pretty sure what I'm going to get. I know I'm going to get that sledgehammer. I know I'm going to get a fighter, which is great and wonderful. But if the Democrats wise up and go, hey, we could kind of work with this guy on a few things, that's where I get worried. Well, and that's the thing that they didn't do in the beginning. I was always worried if they went through his daughter, they could have had yeah. – anything they wanted almost. I mean, yeah. and especially when it came to gun control and other things like that. I mean, Donald Trump is very weak on those things. He always has been. Yeah. He said flat out that he doesn't understand why someone would need to own an AR-15. He said that. So why exactly had, did he not do anything about it? Well, it was because the Democrats came at him so hard that all he did was fight back. Yeah. And if they would have so come at him the right direction, they may have had some things go their way. Like I don't think Trump's going to swing wildly to the left. I don't think he's going to become a Democrat or anything like that. I just, I, you know, again, I, I think if I think he's going to become an immediate lame duck president and everyone's going to be running for president about a year or so after he is sworn in. And yeah, but uh, yeah he'll, he'll stop the bleeding, but I don't think a lot is actually going to get done. He's going to try to do a lot. But everyone's going to be off to the races, and, and uh, it's going to be everyone's going to be running for president, which means no one wants to do anything. 
because they want to be the person who fixes it. Well, here's the other thing, though. The one reason why you could go for Donald Trump, and I think Ron DeSantis has his, uh, you could go that direction too, but if you look back at his Supreme Court picks, you know exactly yeah. what he's going to do to the courts, and you know what he's going to do to the Supreme Court, and I think Thomas yep. would step down if Donald Trump became president. Mm, it's very possible. Well, it's I mean, think possible. about it. You, you saw what happened with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I don't think he's going to let that happen to him. I, you know, again, I think it, it depends on how the Senate make up uh, of, of things. But, That's true. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, it, but if it, Donald you know, Trump that, wins, that the Senate's going to move to the right. I think too. I I would hope so. I would hope so. Either way, Trump's going to be the nominee. I've been saying this on the show for a while now. I mean, it's one of those where. Uh, it, it's been it's been fun uh, paying attention a little bit to some of these debates and going, oh, yeah, who do you think won? Who do you think had a great debate? And then you still have to acknowledge that Trump is thumping them by about 60 percentage points everywhere outside of uh, New Hampshire and Iowa. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I still on. think this he's going to be wrapped up pretty quick. I still think he may win in Iowa. I, I think he may pull it off. Oh, no, no. I, I think I think Trump wins in Iowa. I think Ron DeSantis does not do well in Iowa. No, uh, I, I think he's going to have to drop out or suspend his campaign. And Nikki Haley, she'll wait till New Hampshire, but then she'll be done. Well, I told you this a long time ago when when we actually had a show together, that if Trump actually runs and he does exactly what he said he was going to do, which he did, then Ron DeSantis's best move would be to um, be Donald Trump's best friend and let Donald Trump point to him as his successor. Yeah, and and if he would have done that, if he'd have played it right, then he may be he may have been the next president. He may have been Donald Trump's next term, kind of I- ideally, and had all the Trump people behind him moving on to the next term. Yeah, and he may not now. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know what's in the water uh, in Florida where, you know, on paper, you're supposed to be a really good candidate. You look at Marco Rubio, you look at Ron DeSantis on paper, they're great candidates. Uh, but when they actually run, I mean, Ron DeSantis, let's be honest, he hasn't run a good campaign. No, he uh, has. it's been and, terrible. And, and a lot of that has been Trump does suck all the oxygen out of the room. Um, and, and then you have the establishment, they, they aligned behind uh, Nikki Haley because you know, she'll go to war with anybody. She doesn't care. That's fine. She'll she'll send America's kids everywhere around so, the globe. Let me ask uh, you so this. So it's fine. Uh, from the Democrat side, uh, they who was it? Uh, the guy from Wells Fargo or whatever. They, he put out his what he thought was going to happen. He thought that Joe Biden was going to win the nomination and then step down so that the Democrat Party could choose his successor. Yeah. Do you think that's going to happen, or do you think Joe Biden's got uh, so narcissistic that he's going to go all the way? I, I still don't think Joe is going to wind up being on the ballot in November. You think it's going to be? I Gavin think it's going to be somebody else. Uh, I think it could be Gavin Newsom. I, you know, I still doubt. I know people are talking about it, but I still doubt that Michelle Obama, uh, you know, wants it. I know she's deeply afraid at night, and it keeps her awake. Uh, the She's whole not MAGA afraid of thing. anything at night. No, of course not. She's sleeping on a, on a on a bag of money from Netflix. She's not that worried. 
Uh, I, I love during the interview, she said that she was worried about climate change. Like, really? Then why'd you uh, buy a big old house on Martha's Vineyard? Yeah. If you're that afraid of the seas rising anytime soon, you're not buying a house on the beach. Okay, come on, give me a break. So, no, I, I don't buy that. I, I think that's, you know, that's just Michelle Obama being Michelle Obama. Which well, and, is that, and, and she's happy being there. She doesn't want to be in the White House. Yeah, she's not like Hillary. I really don't think Michelle Obama's like Hillary, where Hillary is just, she just wants the power, man. And I, I don't see that from Michelle Obama. I could be wrong, uh, but I, I, I don't see that necessarily from Michelle so, Obama. I think Michelle Obama likes to talk. So speaking of Hillary, do you do you think the um, the stuff coming out about um, what's his name, um, pedophile island, Epstein, Epstein, yeah, Epstein, is that going to hurt Donald Trump at all? They had no. the, the one girl, but she recanted everything she said, and she's the only no. one that's even tied him to Epstein. If, if they had anything on Trump uh, with Epstein. You would have heard about it in 2016. Yeah. Because oh, none of this is new. Like any of the stuff that's come out, it's not really new. They had all this information back in 2015. So none of this is new. Uh, and if, if they had even a whiff, a hint that Trump did anything with an underage girl uh, on on Rape Island, then, yeah, that, that would have come out back in 2016. Well, I, I agree with you there, especially from the standpoint of what they did put out back in 2016, which was the uh, completely made-up file from uh, Steele, the Steele right, dossier. Russia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, no, I, no, I, don't, I don't think it'll come back on, on Trump at all. That would be kind of crazy uh, if it did. Uh, another, uh, how about this story? This is out of the National Review. Uh, Ohio disproved a gun control talking point. I like the, hearing that. Uh, yeah. Uh, critics believed constitutional carry in the state of, uh, in the state of Ohio would uh, increase crime. They were wrong. The mayor stood frowning and grim, flanked by uniformed police officers. Another horrific gun crime had occurred. And it was all the fault of state legislators who had recently repealed the law requiring the permit to carry a concealed weapon, what proponents call constitutional carry. The Republican-led legislature in Columbus passed SB 215, and across the state from Cleveland to Columbus to Cincinnati, you see an uptick in shootings across our state. Uh, it's important that we uh, hold them accountable for passing dangerous gun laws in our state, the mayor said, his angry voice rising above the roar of the nearby freeway traffic. Uh, this is the most reckless and careless gun policy in state history. Oops. They went on to uh, post. But which mayor? The first quote was from Mayor Justin uh, Bibb of Cleveland. The second quote from Mayor Andrew Gettner of Columbus. The arms race quote was uh, the uh, mayor of Cincinnati on National Public Radio. Ohio's three biggest cities, they all got in with the same message. It's not our fault. It's the new state law. The only one. There's only one problem. It wasn't true. Uh, National Review and others uh, commissioned a study with Bowling Green University to examine gun crime in Ohio's largest cities the year before the law changed, June 13th to 22, and the year afterward. The conclusion, eliminating concealed carry licenses had no impact on gun crimes. In, of, uh, and then in six of the eight cities, gun crimes actually went down. 
Yeah. So how about that? Well, and like I, I mean, it's always been that way. And I know that, you know, they start pointing to, um, what is it? Not gun crimes, but actual gun incidences. And, you know, you look at gun, gun incidences, violence. gun violence, right. And they use even someone protecting themselves as being gun violence. And yeah, you may have more people protecting themselves with a gun, but actually our streets are safer because it's the bad guys that get the bullet instead of the good guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, friendlier society, uh, the more responsible people who have guns, friendlier society. I believe that it's, uh, I believe that's true. Uh, let's see. How about that? We'll get some, uh, to, to a couple other, uh, fun stuff. Uh, fun stories here. Uh, Matt, you're a big uh, technology guy. You're a big tech geek. You know, I just I just got my iPhone 15. Look at you. Now, are you going to shell out money for the new Apple product? The Apple Vision Pro headset launching on February 2nd. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Only 3500 bucks. Yeah, that's a little out of my price range. <laughs> Uh, for enhanced, I mean, what's the point of this? Uh, that's the big question. What is the point of the Apple Vision Pro uh, launching February second? The company said in a press release, pre-orders will open at five p.m. Pacific time on the nineteenth, January nineteenth, according to the Vision Pro's product page. Okay, so tell me, what is the point of this? I mean, you look in for you know four or five hundred dollars, you can get one heck of a setup. For uh, you know, uh, um, uh, VR. Why would yeah. you move towards this Apple one? This thirty five hundred. What does it have to offer that the other ones don't? I I, I don't know. Uh, here's what they say. This is from uh, CNBC. With the new headset, Apple aims to change how consumers experience gaming and video content. Which here's the deal. Okay, is Apple really known for great gaming anyway? No. Okay. Their their computers so have the, never been in fact uh until recently most games were not compatible with Apple computers. All right. So with the new headset, Apple able to change that. Uh, and how consumers experience gaming and video content. Users will be able to watch video from Apple TV Plus and numerous other platforms on the virtual reality screen that fills 100 feet wide. The company wrote in the release. Okay. I, I mean, that sounds Woo-hoo. nice. I mean, having a hundred foot TV, if, you know what? I'll tell you what, if I, if I was paying $3,500 for a hundred foot TV, I would understand that. Yeah. I, I, I can, I, you know, they say that, uh, what, uh, what was the quote here? The era of spatial computing has arrived. Apple CEO Tim Cook said in Monday's release, the headset powered by Apple's M, the same one used in its computers. The uh, Vision Pro is Apple's first product category since the Apple Watch, a uh, new product category uh, since the Apple Watch. Analysts and experts do not expect the headset to drive significant revenue initially. Of course not. I don't know if anyone who wants to fork over $3,500 for this This right now and from what i've heard like if you want to wear it long term you gotta have like a a battery pack attached to it and everything else this is not an iphone 
Wow. I mean, that's that's what they're wanting to market it as, is the next step in technology. It's going to be a jump like the iPhone was compared to the flip phone. That's not what this is. Um, and if it was, then they've gone way, way overboard with the price. You know, your standard flip phone, when the iPhone came out, your standard flip phone was about $100 to $150. The iPhone was $400. But it was a, a an iPod and an iPhone put together, essentially, with yeah. the internet. This, you're looking at, again, you can get a headset that compare, you know, connected to a computer that'll do all this for, you know, four or $5,500. Most people in America can't even afford groceries right now. They're not jumping into a $3,500 headset. Now... And and again, I I don't even see. Let's just say I had the extra thirty five hundred bucks laying around. What's the point? I mean, maybe Rush Limbaugh would jump into it. Maybe, but even then, I think he'd say, "What's the point?" Of course, he had another three hundred million dollars just laying around. Yeah, that's true. He did. <laughs> that's he a did. Yeah. Different. Yeah. I mean, okay. Granted, if. You know, you're a multi-millionaire, but even then, I would hope that the multi-millionaire would go, what's the point uh, of all this? Matt, we've been drinking the Four Roses Single Barrel Strength uh, bourbon. Uh, tell, uh, tell tell everybody about it once again, and uh, well, let me know your initial thoughts. So this is the low rye. It's like 75% corn, 20% rye, 5% malted barley. It's, it's totally different from most of what you buy on the shelf of four roses it's one that people really look for it's can only be gotten with a store pick so it's it's very different and I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts on it are it's it's very smooth you can tell that it doesn't go overboard with the rye you know a lot of times with the rye you get more of the spiciness you get more of the uh, almost like grassiness and stuff like that and I like high rye whiskeys. I mean, Buffalo Trace and Four Roses and some of these others. But this is almost like, um, I mean, it, it's just as good as those. And it's smooth. It's sweet. Um, you The maraschino cherry kind of went away, but it brought back a lot of those, the brown sugars, dark fruits, a lot of the stuff in the maraschino cherry is kind of in the background. But... I mean, it just brings everything that you love about bourbon. I think this has. That's interesting uh, that the that the the maraschino cherry uh, taste went away for you. Not completely, uh, but but for the most part. Because uh, for me, it's still like right there. Yeah. Uh, it's still like right there for me, and uh, which is great because uh, I mean, I'm like you. I don't mind some uh, maraschino cherries. Uh, it, it, this, it almost feels like I need to have some chocolate right now. <laughs> well, dark chocolate <laughs> would, would go really great good. with this. Yeah. Dark chocolate would oh, go great yeah. with this. Yeah. I mean, this is a very, like you said, it's a very smooth, uh, smooth drink. Uh, it, it, if you find this in the stores, you're going to, it's going to be something that's very smooth. Uh, and, uh, again, it has a lot of flavor to it, which is just something that I love. Uh, I love the, I think last week we put it as the flavor bomb. Well, here you go. Uh, with another big flavor uh, from Four Roses, which, uh, again, as we said the last time about Four Roses, they just put out good products. They put yeah. out good juice. It's good stuff. 
uh, is something that you're going to really like. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Um, the price range on this one, MSRP, is around $75 to $80. A lot of times, store owners are, are really trying to knock it to you and raise the price on that. Um, if you can find it $75, $80, you're in good shape. Um, if it's jumping up past $100, go find a better store. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's good, uh, but uh, it's... I'm getting, uh, you know, store owners going that and, and just raising the price on stuff just because it's popular has been very frustrating. And uh, trust me, I work at a store where he does, uh, the owner does it on a regular basis with certain things and people buy it. If they didn't buy it, he wouldn't do it. But right. um, yeah. uh, that, that's the market, right? But, I mean, right, that's the right. market and. Uh, it's, it's one of those where there have been some bottles where I've just said no to, because I knew that they were just mm-hmm. way too expensive, even though it's, I, it, it pains me to say no, yeah. uh, to some of this stuff, because I know it's a great bottle and I'm going to enjoy it. But when you're charging, you know, just overall way too much. And I know that I can find uh, a bottle that's just as good. Maybe, you know, maybe a little bit lower, uh, that, that is, you know, half the price, uh, you oh, know, like, stop trying to we, rip me off. When I was in town, we went shopping and they had, uh, what E.H. Taylor, uh, single, uh, what? No, not e, uh, single, just the regular small batch, E.H. Taylor small batch. They wanted, uh, what? 150, $160 yeah, from a, two unreal. or three of the places we went. And, and that is insane. I mean, even my boss who charges way too much, in my opinion, charges $85 for it. So, I mean, you've got these people putting these prices out there and they're just waiting for that one guy that's going to come in. And the reason why you're disappointed, I mean, not not you personally, but the reason why it's, people are disappointed with what they get is because they're paying too much. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And, and, and when there's so many great options, and that's the deal, there are so many good options that are out there on the mm-hmm. shelf that, they they they're not in the limelight. They're not in the spotlight. They don't have maybe the, uh, you know the 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 bottle that is instantly recognizable, and so they just kind of sit there. And th- there's actually some very good whiskeys out yeah. there that just kind of sit because they're not, um, they're they're not in the spotlight. They're not yeah. the the hit thing, uh, of the year. Well, and I'll say this is not one of those. This is one that gets some of the spotlight. This Four Roses uh, barrel pick. That being said, I think there's a lot of places that get a barrel pick every year and they don't overcharge for it. You can find it for a good price. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, again, it's uh, it's four roses, single barrel. The barrel strength, it's absolutely fantastic. Highly recommend that you go and uh, find it. And, and Matt, which, uh, because I know there were 10 different what do they call them? Recipes? Yeah, recipes. Now, uh, I think Four Roses called them mash bills, but they're really not. There's only two mash bills. There's 10 recipes. This one's the O-E-S-O. Yeah. Um, but honestly, if you can get any of them for a good price, Four Roses is just fantastic. Yeah, you'll be very, very happy with uh, whichever one you select. Yeah. Hey, you can follow us on social media at Chad Hasty Radio on uh, the X. You can also follow Matt Martin at Matt Martin Radio on the X. And you can also follow Current and Cask. Pretty easy to do that at Current and Cask on the X. We appreciate everyone for 
uh, tuning in to another episode of a current and cask podcast. Thanks to everyone who has subscribed and uh, downloaded the podcast. Uh, tell your friends about the podcast and, you know, you can tell them, listen, it's not just uh, politics. It's not just whiskey. It's a little bit of everything, which is, which it's Matt. I like to think of this as a well-rounded podcast, a, you know, well-rounded life, life uh, that we have because, you know, there, there's, there's so much to life and, and, and this is really, you know, next week we'll probably spend less time on politics than we did today. And we'll just spend some time talking about life and what's going on out there. And uh, that's that. That's one of the things that I uh, just really enjoy about the podcast. And I keep hearing from folks who are finding the podcast for the first time or, uh, to, you know, listening to different episodes. They're enjoying it. So uh, be sure to f- spread the podcast to your friends and family on social media as well. And you can, uh, of course, uh, get the podcast current and cask anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Current and Cask with Chad HD and Matt Martin. You can reach out to us on social media. You can also email us at caskerspod at gmail.com. That's caskerspod at gmail.com. And of course, you can uh, also subscribe and follow the Chad HD Show podcast as well. Enjoy life and cheers. Cheers.